anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, broadcasting once again from across the pond, where on this day, once upon a time, we declared our independence, although I'm not... (laughs) I'm in Italy, not <laughs> not under the crown, but um, yes, I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me from that other uh, side of the pond where they're claiming to be independent, although I would argue that they should be declaring their dependence on the federal government every year, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Oh, nothing too much. How do you... Uh... How do Europeans feel about American Independence Day, or do they even give a shit, or or does it even register? Um, you know, I haven't really been out yet today. I've just been uh, inside. I, I haven't heard any talk about it over here in Italy. I, I've, you know, it, it's interesting. Most of the people I'm running into are not, uh, I haven't seen any British people here. Sorry, there's a thunderstorm. I don't know if you can hear that. It just started raining again been raining a lot here in tuscany um a lot of people from like argentina um some other mexicans uh yeah it's been a lot of germans and shit but yeah nobody's really talking about america some other mexicans i like how you just categorize yourself as a mexican now (laughs) honorary mexican yeah Uh, it's just funny when i hear them speaking spanish i'm like what the fuck (laughs) what's going on here Feel like um, you're back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot of talk about um American independence or anything. There's a lot of a lot of Americans here uh on vacation as well, but um I don't think I don't think anybody here is celebrating um the American Independence Day. It's a shame you're not in France right now. You could be participating in some of the riots and stuff. Yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. It does. Yeah, I haven't uh, I, I've only seen the headlines for that. I haven't really been following it too closely. You uh, you have any updates on that? I, I think you might be the wrong skin color to participate in the fun side of of the riots. I think you would be you would have to be on the receiving end of that. Oh, uh, OK. So, yeah, my white privilege kicking in again. <laughs> looks like a lot of uh, race riots type stuff. A lot of the uh, the immigrants who have. So I know we've talked about it before, like Europe under the EU took on this like very pro Middle Eastern Europe, uh, Middle Eastern immigration position for a long time. And it has just like they try to 
they try to like broad stroke over it like it's not actually a problem but everywhere that they've brought in huge numbers of immigrants have seen yeah. huge spikes in violent crime rape like everything it's it's really it's been really really bad and now those are the people who are leading these riots that are going on in france while macron just pretends nothing's going on and the police by and large aren't doing anything about it and like there are people who are who are speculating that you know this is coming to the united states next and it's like no it's not like we're we're all armed uh, the french are not <laughs> the french are not armed but like what are they going to do about it you know like and it's i think it's a part of the reason why sweden has had a problem with their immigrant population but it hasn't become to the extent that it has in germany and france and, and some of the other places because I, I do think i do think sweden has a little more lax gun laws than than like your uh than like france and germany and stuff like that so so you do have you do have an, a somewhat armed citizenry um so that's kept it from getting like completely out of hand but yeah it, it's What's going on in France right now is is pretty bad, and they've been seeing a lot of similar things across Europe for a while, which is part of why, uh, what's her name, Maloney is the is the new prime minister in Italy, where you are, because Italy was having such a problem with it that they decided to elect a fascist, even though she's not nearly fa fascistic enough for my taste. They decided to elect a fascist because they needed somebody to come in and like start to put a stop to some of this bullshit. Yeah, you know that was one thing I noticed when I was in, uh, I was in Switzerland, but really I was in France on the border of, of Switzerland. A lot of fucking Middle Eastern immigrants, a lot of restaurant, like a lot of shops and restaurants, like the cheap, the, the most affordable places to eat were like Lebanese places. Um, yeah, so I saw a lot of that, and I was just thinking, I was like, oh yeah, there was like a big fucking immigration here from the middle east because of u.s foreign policy essentially right and um yeah a lot of a lot of i know in um sweden in particular i think there was like a lot of raping going on a lot of women being sexually assaulted and yeah but we can't judge the cultures we can't judge other cultures everybody's you know everybody's the same everybody's great there was a uh, there was a post I was looking at on Twitter earlier that was running some of the some of the uh, statistical comparisons of what crime rates were before this mass immigration started to what it is now. Looking at the percentages of um, who are, who are the perpetrators of these crimes and stuff like that. It, I mean, it's it's pretty damning. Uh, the the uh, Macron and the French government like were shutting down the internet during the peak of these riots because they didn't want people posting videos and, and stuff and talking about it because this isn't happening like this if as far as the as far as the eu and like world news is concerned this is this is not true this is not happening these immigrants are not creating a huge spikes in crime rates they're not raping the shit out of people they're not rioting and doing all this stuff like they just they're just like straight up just no, gaslighting yeah yeah just just ignore what ignore what your eyes are are showing you none of this is real 
<laughs> yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't agree with the official narrative. You know, it's funny when I was in. So I'm in Montepulciano right now, which is just sort of a, a town perched on a hill in Tuscany. I was in Florence last week and I stayed at the, the guy's place that I stayed. At, I was he was like the nicest guy and he had these instructions written out like things to do, things to look out for. And like one of the things on the list was like, watch out for gypsies and immigrants. <laughs> he actually typed that. And I was like, I always do. I always do. Um, yeah, because they fuck with you. Um, and it, it, you know, it's not, again, it's not like a racism thing. It's not a reflection of their skin color or anything like that. It's just like, there's, you know, these people are coming from very poor places with very poor culture. Like, I'm sorry, uh, if your culture is pro uh, throwing stones at women and, you know, um, genital mutilation and things like that, that's a bad culture. I don't care. I'm just going to go ahead and say it like that's a bad culture. And I don't have to pretend that it's a good culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, but it's not like, oh, I just hate everybody of this skin color or something. It's just like, nope. Uh, we're we're seeing a trend here. I've noticed the trend and everybody fucking notices these trends and stereotypes are stereotypes for a fucking reason. And, you know, our survival instinct at, a, you know, at a very basic level is just like, all right, where is trouble most likely to come from based on the things that I've seen and the things I've experienced and yeah, it's just, uh, it has, you know, it's not like every person I see that's from the Middle East or something, I start, you know, thinking, oh, they're like a horrible person. But, you know, if if you line up, you know, 10 people in a row, I'm going to be able to judge just based off of physical characteristics, <laughs> like which ones pose the greatest that threat on a percentage basis, if you know what I mean. Isn't it interesting that if, uh, if they're doing genital mutilation in a Muslim country for a type of like capital punishment sort of thing, it's terrible. But if you allow your therapist to talk you into genital mutilation, then you're that a hero. Is, you're a hero. Progress. Yeah, hero. I was going to say the U.S. is heading down that path at a rapid pace. Um, yeah. Good. Good times. Good times all around. What a, what a great fucking country the U.S. is. And it's just uh, as far as the eye can, you know, our future is so bright. We got to be wearing shades all the time. And, you know, on a positive note, it seems like we are getting mostly the good uh, Muslim immigrants over here. The ones that are like taking over city councils and stuff and, and banning all the LGBTQ stuff. Did you see all those stories about like <laughs> there's several different towns, uh, yeah. one in Michigan and other places that have had that happening? Well, I will say um I prefer, you know, I, I guarantee you if, again, if you line up 10 people and like five of them are like fucking just like college student age kids in the U S and then five of them are immigrants, I'm going to like the five immigrants a lot more than I'm going to like the college of fucking American, you know, uh, millennials, Gen Z, whatever. Um, all of the immigrants that I've come across in the U S have been some of the greatest people. Uh, I've ever worked with. I've worked with illegal immigrants, um, just great people. I'm still friends with them to this day. And it's been, you know, it's been 20 years, <laughs> more than 20 years, actually. Uh, but yeah, so there, I mean, a lot of the, especially like all the people are still trying to come to the US for some reason. I guess they didn't get the memo that it's, uh, 
it's a republic in decline, rapid decline. But I'm, I'm sure it's still probably better than the places they're coming from. And those people are, you know, they're trying to make a better life for themselves. And usually those are the types of people, uh, you know, they're hardworking, they have integrity. Um, they're the types of people you want. Um, the people that are forced to leave because of like uh, war-torn U.S. bombings, eh, I don't know. You, you never know what you're going to get there. You're just getting people <laughs> uh yeah there's there's definitely a, a huge distinction between the ones who are trying to come here because they want to come here versus the ones who are being brought here for varying reasons yeah yeah well um i forgot how we even got started on that oh because we were talking about independence day <laughs> in europe um yeah, American Independence Day. Happy uh, happy birthday, America. Oddly enough, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, celebrating an insurrection today. A, a real insurrection, not the not the January 6th variety, like the ones where we actually took up arms against an oppressive government. <laughs> and it's only treason if you lose. Right. Yeah. Treason is in the eye of the beholder. It's like the winners get to write history. Right. So um, if you win, oh, it's Independence Day. We just declared our independence. And if we were to have lost, well, then, yeah, it's treason insurrection day. And uh, yeah, everybody would have been a lot of them were fucking caught and tortured and hung by uh, King George. But all of them would have been uh, all of the founding fathers would have been killed. Uh, tried for treason instead of honored today. Which... I'm Scottish and Southern, so I'm like threefold insurrection. Uh, you've got the, <laughs> you know the Scottish rebellions against England, and then you know being American and and uh, ind or American independence, and then being Southern and having most of my family fight for the South. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you I'm got a lot of layers there. You just yeah, every layer you dig down deeper into, you just get more insurrectionist. <laughs> um yeah you know the other thing that i think is pretty funny is um and i'm, I'm sure I, I saw somebody tweet this out i don't i don't know who it is otherwise i would give them credit but it was like all of the founding fathers would have been um kicked off of social media for their views today like 100 percent, 100 percent of them would have been like thomas jefferson is not gonna have a fucking youtube channel that's for sure. If I can't have one, he certainly couldn't have had one either. And, and yet today we celebrate them. It, it's so bizarre. Like half the people that are lighting off fireworks tonight have no idea what it means to be an American, what it meant to be an American, what independence is about, what liberty is about. And it's it's just it's wild to watch them celebrate it. And then uh, you know, a year or two ago, they were just begging the federal government to lock everybody in their house. It's like, wow, man. How far we have fallen as a as a people. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And I, I tweeted out, it was probably, I don't know, like one o'clock in the morning your time because um, I'm seven hours ahead. But I, I think, you know, it's it's time for the the 50 states to declare independence from the federal government. It's long past time. This is a failed experiment. This idea that we were going to declare our independence from King George 
and you know create these laboratories of democracy it, it failed I'm sorry. If you look at the United States on paper today, it has been an unmitigated disaster based on the goals of those founding fathers. Uh, we have the world's biggest, most powerful government the world has ever seen. It's an empire. Uh, we're $32 trillion in debt. We're fighting endless wars overseas, not quite avoiding those foreign entanglements that we were warned about. We're being taxed to fucking death. An unbelievable amount of tax. I mean, I've never, I haven't actually worked out the exact percentage that like the average American pays in taxes when you add up everything, but it's, it's insane how much you, not just like in income tax, like every time you buy something, there's a sales tax and there's an extra excise tax if it's alcohol or if it's entertainment and then the property tax. It's just like, man, I, I, I bet you it's over 60%. And then when you die, they try to take another half if you've been successful. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, speaking of that thirty-two trillion in debt that we're that we've racked up, at least we're not going to be paying off uh, student debts anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so pay their own. Yeah the the Supreme Court actually got something right. That's a rarity these days. That uh, Joe Biden's plan to forgive student loans has been blocked by the Supreme Court for being unconstitutional. That has the left, the left's panties all up in a bunch. And what's the reaction been like? Because I, I mean, I've seen a, a few things here and there. I saw AOC have a fucking breakdown. Some other fucking guy declared the, the Supreme Court racist and illegitimate. I think it was related to this, but there were a couple rulings. I guess that was probably the affirmative action one that he was complaining about. Yeah, this is... Uh, go ahead. The student, the, I was going to say, the student loan forgiveness one hasn't gotten as much... It hasn't had as much of a fallout as the affirmative action one and the one with the Colorado website maker because those are those are being pushed as the Supreme Court has okayed uh discrimination which is not at all what either of those stated but nonetheless <laughs> like quite the opposite actually <laughs> right but so this one this one kind of uh just kind of flew under the radar they are and i think it's also because uh the biden administration seems to have plans to try to use some different like legal loopholes to try to make this happen anyway which i Looking at looking at it, I don't see how it could possibly go through. It's going to end up the same thing is going to happen over and over. And like this is going to this is going to end up in the courts at per perpetuity because they're going to keep trying to use these different like means of forgiving student loan debt. And it's always going to come back to what the ruling on this was, was the uh, uh, effectively it's it was unconstitutional in that you can't uh, the federal government can't just like completely wipe out personal debt like then then there's no there's no differentiating between this debt and any other debt like you you set a you set a precedent that that uh the government cannot take on of just allowing which which also kind of kind of sets i don't know i'd have to look at the some more in the the legality of it and the wording of it but it could kind of set a good uh, anti um, 
what's the uh i have no idea what you're going for here basic uh basic <laughs> income what's the ubi it, it could be oh, a, universal basic income okay. yeah 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 it could it could set a a something of a basis for going against the ubi where that like the government can't just monetize everybody um it's it there's there's a lot of layers to it but ultimately like i don't know that anybody thought that this was going to make it through the supreme court anyway like as soon as as soon as biden yeah. as soon as biden brought the student loan forgiveness thing forward there were i think it was like 26 states the state state uh, attorney generals filed suit against this because it's it was very clearly on its face unconstitutional like it, yeah. I, I don't it was never going to go anywhere and this just kind of ended it at least for, if not yeah. for good for the time for for the time being right yeah that's right and i i thought it was pretty funny because i saw joe biden's tweet um obviously it wasn't him but whoever is tweeting on his behalf said it was unthinkable that this would be <laughs> ruled unconstitutional as if joe biden's had a thought uh, an original thought in the last uh, i don't know decade or so but you know when it when it comes down to it you know when you think about it really it's like 92% of student loan debt is owned by the federal government now uh, the banks have been out of it for over a decade. I think, yeah, they only own own about 8% of the outstanding loans right, last time I checked. And this would be essentially be if the president can just, you know, I'd be like, we're forgiving this debt. That's essentially a spending bill for, from the from the federal government. Because if they own 92% of it and they're just going to forgive it, well, how are they going to forgive it? Who's going to pay it off? Uh, the taxpayers are going to pay it off, which means the government's going to print the money and pay off all of these loans or just eat eat the loans that they've already that they've already spent the money on. So that's essentially just the president um spending 1.8 trillion dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh spending bills are supposed to uh, you know that constitution that they swore an oath to uphold and defend are supposed to originate in the house, not from the fucking executive. <laughs> so, yeah, it's well, unconstitutional. That was, that was a lot of the basis of the of the ruling was that this didn't go through any type of congressional approval like it was just a unilateral move by the president which was which was a large part of what made it unconstitutional like this this has to have congressional approval and it has to like and not just like basic majority uh approval either like it has to clear the it has to clear all of the hurdles to to be made into law. It can't just be an executive order. And right. it, and it, I mean, it, and it was a publicity stunt to begin with. Like, surely nobody in the administration actually thought that this was going to pass. Like, this was just this was just placating to his base that that voted for him because he said he was going to forgive yeah. student loan debt. Yeah, well, it's a great move politically, right? You say, oh, I tried to do this, and you know these. Um... This goddamn Republican Supreme Court, this Donald Trump appointed Supreme Court, these racist animals shot it down. Uh, but I'm going to find a way around it. So vote for me again and we'll get them next time kind of thing. And yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And I mean, just on the um, the general welfare clause alone, you would think that, oh, well, taking a bunch of money from one percentage of the population and giving it to another percentage of the population would violate that clause because you're favoring one group of people, group of people that took out loans to go to college and you're, 
you're saddling people that maybe they went to college and they paid off their loans or they didn't take loans or maybe they didn't go to college at all. Maybe they thought college was a fucking scam, which it is 95% of the time. And so they learned to trade and they've just been working for themselves. Or they've been uh, working for somebody else and and made a nice living as like a welder or something. I don't know. But yeah, you're clearly favoring one group of people over another, which you're not supposed to be doing as uh, president of the United States. So uh, what was the what was the one with the um, the website? I didn't really hear about that one. OK, so. As you'll recall, there was and these have all come out of Colorado for some reason, uh, because I think they've come out of Colorado because there are because uh, Colorado is one of those uh, states that has and districts that has judges who are favorable to bullshit like this. So you had the Colorado cake maker that they kept targeting him like and have continued to. They kept, but like, it wasn't just the one time, like they've gone after him six separate times and every time he's ended up winning. But so this was a similar thing. It was a, uh, it was a website designer that a same sex couple wanted this designer to create a, to, to put together their wedding website and, and all of their stuff. So anyway, the Supreme court says that the first amendment entitles the web designer to refuse same sex wedding work. So, um, and it, it's they've twisted this whole thing completely out of out of the con entire context of it um, and said that it's permits the it just permits discrimination at, at on its face for everything, which is not at all what it says. It's actually it, it gives a limited uh, statute for where this is applicable. Uh, you'd have to get into the entire wording of it. But effectively, what it says is like if somebody is targeting you. Because they disagree, because they know you disagree with like certain beliefs that they have or something, then you have the right as a you have the First Amendment right to refuse work in these situations. Like you don't have to, you don't, you can't be forced to provide a service to somebody. Just oh, oh you can't be enslaved, right? <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they they kind of took um an even more uh i don't know narrow approach to this ruling than i would have because you have the right to discriminate like i don't i'm not gonna make some caveat where it has to be on religious beliefs or they have to be targeting you blah 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 blah. no no you can discriminate against whoever you want uh you 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 have that right and people discriminate all the time and in a million different ways every day you know um if you're a single guy out there you've ever asked out a girl do they all say yes? No, um, they don't. Sometimes they say no. Sometimes they they say, I'm only going to date guys that are over six feet tall. That's discrimination. Um, if you're a guy, maybe I'm only going to date a girl that weighs less than 175 pounds. That's discrimination. It's completely fine. Like you don't have to date everybody that asks you. Th that's ridiculous. Um and the idea that just because you're in business, you have to provide that service to everybody. No, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're going to discriminate, I would kind of want to know. I would want to know that, uh, you know, if it's a restaurant or something and you don't want a certain kind of person in there, I'd kind of want to know so that I don't give you my business, especially if I'm one of those people that you want to discriminate against, especially when it comes to food, you know, the bake the cake thing. 
Why would you want to force somebody to bake you a cake that you then have to eat? You know, who knows what they're going to do to that kind of that cake batter in the process. But I, I mean, well, when it comes to, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and the hypocrisy of it is like there was a remember there was the dress designer that didn't want to design a dress for Melania Trump. And the left was all for that. Like, yes, they shouldn't be able or they shouldn't be forced to not. And they were not being forced to design a dress for her anyway. She just like went to this dress designer and asked if they would design a dress for her. But yeah. they were all in favor of that dress designer not having to design a dress for Melania. But if it's because she's a Nazi, around, obviously. Right. Yeah. But if it's flipped around the other way then they want the courts to force these people to make the cake and make the website and all that stuff. Like it's just it's completely hypocritical. Yeah, it's, it's it's what happens when you have no principles that you're operating uh, based on. And it's just, it's so insane, the, the levels that they, I mean, yeah, clearly they are targeting these people because there's a million, especially when it comes to things for a wedding, a million places you can go for a gay wedding, design this, design that, bake this cake, a million uh, places you could go that would love to overcharge you for wedding horseshit, which, by the way, if I were one of these people, I wouldn't refuse the service. I would just name an outrageous price. Yeah, I'll design your website. It'll cost you $15 million. That's it. I, I will I will bake you every cake you want. They are $4,000 per cake. How many do you need? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. These are my prices. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, that's predatory, but no, it's not. It's just the price. It's just the price. It, it's a lot harder to design a, a gay website than for a wedding. And by the way, dude, how, what's a wedding website all about? It's just a picture of the, the bride and groom, right? And then a link to your, where you're Registry. registered, like do that I, yourself. Uh, it takes two fucking, even I can do that. It takes two Google, fucking and, seconds. Include a Google maps link for how to get to the. To the yeah. uh, venue where you're going to be holding the wedding. Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, a link to the hotel where you get the block room rate or whatever. Like, that is basic shit. You should not be hiring somebody to do that. Um, do it yourself. Save save a few bucks. Uh, these weddings are incredibly expensive. But, yeah, this this whole idea that you can just enslave people because they decided to go into business that they now have to do business for anybody at any time for any reason no that's that's bullshit you have you are a free you're supposed to be a free person we did declare our independence um you should reserve the right to refuse service to anybody for any reason like i'm not going to agree with whatever the reason is that you're discriminating against. And I think it's probably really bad business practices, but you know, if you have this, this belief that you feel so strongly about this religious belief that you don't want to do a gay wedding thing, and you're willing to sacrifice the the business and the money, the income for that, because you want to stand on your beliefs, like, okay. And if you have some, some racist, uh, I don't know, coffee shop owner or something that will only serve coffee to white people. Fine. I don't know. Like, first of all, I mean, I guess I feel like only white people drink. coffee. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, how long are they going to be in business? You know, like, and wouldn't you want that out in the open? Wouldn't you want to know um, just as a coffee drinker that these people are despicable people? So you don't give them your business. Like since this came out, there's been like different things of uh like people posting signs on their door that says no 
no Trump supporters. Like we're no Trump supporters when we don't do business with Trump supporters. I'm like, okay, fine. Like put, yeah, I'll please, take my business please. elsewhere. Right. Yeah, put all of those signs up. I want to know who not to give my money to. Like that's absolutely fine. And, and I feel like that's not going to work out great for those people because you know who actually like has jobs and makes money and buys shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's generally Republicans. Right. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, we were walking around Florence the other day and uh, a girl's been looking for some weed to smoke. She loves to smoke weed. Uh, and it had been like a week, 10 days or something. It was a long time for her to go without smoking weed. And this girl was like smoking a joint on the on the sidewalk. And I was like, well, go go talk to that girl. Go hit her up. Maybe maybe she can uh, tell you where to get some weed. And she ended up rolling like it was mostly like fucking tobacco with like a little bit of weed in it. But she like rolled her up a little joint. And a girl's like, oh, can I let me give you some money? She's like, no, it's OK. I'm a socialist. <laughs> just like somebody's just offering you money for this. Like what? What does that even mean? <laughs> like. It was so fucking funny to me. And then, of course, around the corner, we found this like legal weed shop where you could just buy, you know, small amounts for personal use or whatever. But yeah, I was just like, no, uh, no, I don't want that money. I'm a socialist. All right. Being a socialist doesn't stop you from having to purchase basic shit in a non-socialist country. Right. It was just such a weird way of be like, no, it's okay. I would like to give this to you as like a gift. It's just like, nope, that's because I'm a socialist. I cannot accept money for things. <laughs> All right. See, see these businesses that are putting up the, you know, no, no Trump supporter signs. They're going to end up going the way of the, uh, the commie coffee shop or whatever. Right. I was just going to say, we've made fun of these businesses a lot. On, on the podcast because they don't stay in business long when you cater to socialists. One thing socialists don't have a lot of is money <laughs> because they're dependent on other people's money to get them through their day. And yeah, that, that was a coffee shop. Yeah. That was hilarious. What was the name of it? Fuck. It was a great little video that we played. Cause this guy was like, Oh, go to this coffee shop. It's great. It, they have all this like communist fucking literature that you can read and drink your coffee and you don't have to pay well, for anything. You know, it was the, uh, it was the pay your own price was his thing. Like whatever you think you, whatever you think you can afford or whatever, you know, you think we deserve, you just, you just, there's no prices on anything. If you don't have the money to pay now, you, you can pay later. It's whatever. Just yeah. you know, come and come and get whatever you want. Yeah, and eventually he ran out of uh, bank loans to fund his stupid-ass business idea. Do you imagine going into a bank and be like, what's your business idea? He's like, well, I'm going to start a coffee shop where people don't have to pay me for the coffee <laughs> if they don't want to. All right. Yeah, here. Here's $50,000. Good luck with that. Um, and yeah. I mean, isn't that, the, in, in, isn't that like the prime example of what people always say is going to be the problem with communism? Like if, if, you know, everybody gets the exact same thing, no matter what they do, then eventually, even if you don't do anything, eventually people are going to stop giving a shit and stop doing anything like that thing, yeah. you know, that thing failed in a year or maybe it was less than that. Like, I mean, that was kind of a, 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 a uh, hyper time uh, sped up, like example of it but i mean it's exactly the thing that people always say this is what's going to happen if you do this sort of thing and, and right and yeah and there's like a lot of problems with um socialism or communism like 
that's one that's the one that appeals to just every human being like you don't have to understand economics or anything you just kind of have to understand human nature where it's like yeah if um <laughs> if i'm going to get the exact same thing for sitting on my ass all day and playing cards or something as somebody who actually has to go and pick up garbage everybody else's garbage all day well then i'm just going to sit on my ass and play cards and have fun uh, obviously. And then that doesn't get into all the other just on paper things that, you know, the economic uh, calculation problem with socialism and things like that, where it's just like, even if humans weren't wired that way, it's not going to work because it just can't if you don't have a price system. There's no there's no possible way to allocate resources efficiently if you don't have pr a price system involved. So, yeah, it just... I, I don't even know where, where what else to uh, to say about that other than um, forcing people to work for you is just a really bad idea. Well, that's there's a uh, a law professor at at Virginia. They kind of they kind of boiled it down to like one line. It was the core of this is you can't be compelled to use your creative talents in the service of speech that you fundamentally disagree with, like. Somebody else cannot force you to do something that you do not want to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it, it's slavery, even if they give you money for it. Like, I don't care. Like slaves were given stuff. They were given housing. They were given, um, you know, medical care. They were given all kinds of things. They were given food every day, I think, probably every day, at least enough to keep them alive. So just because you give somebody something doesn't mean you're entitled to enslave them. And these are the people that will tell you all, you know, they'll go on and on about how all these poor black people, they need reparations for slavery. When at the same time, they want to enslave somebody else to do something for them. It's ridiculous. Well, and speaking of the, the poor blacks being enslaved and not getting equal opportunities. Now, the, the Supreme Court also overturned affirmative action in college admissions so so now no black person will ever go to college again right because like obviously they're because they're black they're just a lot dumber than the rest of us and they the can't only reason handle they were getting in yeah <laughs> so i did see like somebody tweeted that was that a you can't even tell if it's a parody account anymore uh, the, that do you know which tweet account, i'm talking about yes is the the name of the account is Erica Reports, and it has been it had been theorized that that was a bot anyway, and the account has since been suspended and all but completely confirmed that it was in fact a just a bot, like a basically it's just like a a, a democratic bot, like it it just posts like basic leftist bullshit, and whether or not it was a parody, like it was. It was just a it, like infuriating account that just posted nonstop leftist progressive bullshit. And uh, well, it, it is. It was, yeah, it's irrelevant because that's the the only conclusion that you can draw from affirmative action. The only logical conclusion is that uh, black people are inferior to the rest of us, and so we have to lower standards for them because they cannot compete with superior white people. I mean, that's that's basically the only I mean, I guess you could say, oh, the, these are, you know, institutional racism. So if they know that you're black, they won't let you into this school or they won't let you have this job or something. But 
uh, you don't have to check the box. So they like, you know, you could check the white box <laughs> and be a black person and still get, you know what I mean? But what about like Asians? You know, like if, if we're such a white supremacist society, why are all these Asians so successful or Indians, not the, you know, uh, the dot, not the feather. Why are they so successful? <laughs> well, and that, see, that's the reason that this, that, that the, the Harvard and the North Carolina cases ended up making it or got brought up to begin with and ended up making it to the Supreme Court is because they were using affirmative action to discriminate against Asians. It wasn't like it yeah. wasn't just white people that were getting they were getting discriminated against. They were specifically targeting and discriminating against Asians in favor of specifically blacks. Like the Hispanics were more or less like middle of the road, not really not not a huge level of, of impact. But they they stopped allowing like so the whole the whole premise of it of affirmative action was that it gives everybody the equal an equal opportunity to get in. You're you, if you are if you are a minority, then you are going to have a certain level of, for lack of a better word, attention given to you to ensure that they are looking at you on an equal playing field as what they're looking at everybody else so that you have the same opportunity to get in as everybody else. But then what it became was a way of discriminating against white people and elevating the minorities ahead of everybody else on on the admissions, uh, you know, opportunities. And yeah. then they started using it to discriminate against other uh, minorities, specifically Asians. And once they started doing that, that's when everybody was like, hold on, this is fucked up. This isn't about equal opportunity for everybody. This is about advancing the opportunity for specific people while, while you know, excluding others. Right. And so they, they come up with different standards for each group of people. Um, Asian standards had to be much like if you're Asian, you have to be like, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're like, if we're doing test scores, like whatever, you have to get like an 1800. If you're white, you got to get a 1500. And if you're black, you got to get a 1200. So if you have like two people with the exact same scores and the exact same, you know, uh, extracurricular activities or something like that, uh, they're going to defer to the minority person. And, and then, it got worse. Like you said, it's like, okay, now you have somebody with a better test score and a better extracurricular activities and a better essay and a better interview and all this stuff. But we're going to go with the the black person because, um, you know, institutional racism and slavery and we oppress them. And so uh, it's not their fault that they they can't read and write and do arithmetic as well as this other person. It's the fault of the system. And so let's put them into this college that they're um or this job position that they aren't qualified for as if that's you know i guess you could call it an opportunity but it's a fucked up opportunity that you're setting them up for failure a lot of the time now i'm not saying like test scores are the best indication of whether or not somebody's going to be successful but it's like if every step of the way, like from like first grade through college, you're bending the rules for these people and graduating them each time, whether or not they meet the standards for graduation, by the time, you know, that compounds, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. By the time they get to college, they're going to be way behind. 
I remember going to college and having to take these like fucking bullshit remedial courses. <laughs> like I had to take like English class again. And and like it's just so stupid and like basic fucking math stuff that I didn't need, but it was like a requirement. These people they're they're failing out of colleges at, at higher rates, which is probably only hurts their self-esteem and their self-worth later on down the road. And it's just like you're setting them up for failure. Uh, not only are you telling them kind of like explicitly that they're not as good as the rest of these people. So we're going to lower the standards for you, but you're, you're also just telling them that, yeah, they're, they're not as good. You can't be successful unless we lower the standards for you. It's it's really fucked up, man. I wouldn't do it to my worst enemy. Well, and like I was seeing, I saw a thing um, that talked about like some of the, the minority admit admissions into college specifically for black students. And and like a lot of them are dropping out because like they're not even they're not even accumulating any college credits. They're having to take these remedial entry level classes just so that they can qualify to take the classes that are actually going to get them credits. So they'll they'll waste like a year and a half just taking the remedial shit so that they can get so that they can get to yeah. the baseline of where they qualify to take the class. So then the, so then they're piling on like a year, a year and a half worth of student debt. There you go. Yeah. And doing nothing with it, and then they and and then a lot of them like can't do it. They just straight up can't do it. So then they drop out, or they feel like they've spent all this time and haven't made an, any progress, and that they're never going to actually succeed. So then they drop out. Like the whole thing is set up to fuck them over. Like that. Yeah. It, everything. Yeah. Everything the government does is designed to make you dependent upon them. And this is like the I can't think of a better way to fuck over a group of people than. Uh, every time you open your mouth, tell them that everybody hates them and wants to kill them and wants to oppress them, uh, set them up for failure by advancing them through things that they shouldn't be getting into, uh, charging them money to do. So they're taking out these predatory loans like the, the interest rates on student loans are fucking insane. Um, they're overcharging them for worthless degrees. Uh, even if they are successful in getting through a lot of these um, colleges that they weren't technically qualified to get into they're going to graduate with a bullshit degree a lot of the time that is not worth the fucking piece of paper it's printed on saddled with debt and so now yeah they have no money they have fucking no job prospects they've been told that they're the lesser of the group uh either explicitly or implicitly and yeah what are they going to do now well, and then they're looked at and discriminated upon or discriminated discriminated against differently on the tail end of that. Like that was one of the big reasons that Clarence Thomas said that he was so opposed and has been for a long time so opposed to affirmative action is because when he got out of Yale, then everybody looked at him like he yeah. was lesser. Like right. the only reason they let you in was because you're right. black. The only reason they let him in was because he was black. And the only reason he's got a degree is because he was black. Like he he's he's how can you not think that, that one when of the, the policy? Yeah. How can you not at least at least consider it when the policy is designed exactly to do that? I mean, it's only natural to feel that way. And like they're literally breeding racism with affirmative action. And it's a, a government policy designed to counter the racism, right? And it all it does is breed more of it. It's a perfect example of what every government policy does, the exact opposite of what it's designed to, to do. And then they blame people, like they blame average people. Like if you go to a doctor now, um, 
a, a black you have a black doctor and you're just like, well, did you did you go to Harvard based on your fucking intellect and your skills or did they just push you through the fucking system? Because they needed a token black guy in their uh, medical school program. Well, and that's one of the things that's been crazy. And there's been like studies that have been done on that over the last like five to 10 years is how people go about selecting their doctors and how people are becoming way more selective about their doctors and how they're like really looking at that kind of stuff because they there there is a legitimate fear that the only reason that they got their doctorate is because they were allowed to to get it because they needed to make quota numbers like right yeah if if they turn this pot like if if i were a, a black person or a minority that wasn't asian <laughs> um i would be fucking pissed about this policy i i'd be like i'd be like fuck you i can do everything that they can do let me like i don't want to i don't want to have to walk around with this like stigma and everybody fucking judging me because they don't think like I'd have a huge chip on my shoulder. And this is just a horrible policy all the way around. Just horrible. I, I, like I said, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> and they, well, they yeah. push this if, as if, like it's the greatest thing. If I do get discriminated against and it's harder for me to get in and it, because of whatever, then that's even more of a like that's even more of a notch in my belt when I do get out is, yeah, not only was I just as good as everybody else. I was better because I had to come overcome all of this bullshit. Right. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm the best there is. And you right. can't dispute it. Yeah. Yeah. But instead they, they literally just like chop them off at the knees. And like, even if you are like, who know, like there's, I'm sure there are plenty of people that get through all of these, you know, great degrees and great jobs and everything because they are qualified and you just have no way of knowing. And so they just fuck those people over completely. It's just, it's despicable. And yeah, I'm really glad that this they got the, this ruling right. Um, it, it shouldn't exist. Right. It's yeah, the whole the I I understood the premise of it at its inception because there was an inherent, for lack of a better word, racism that existed at yeah. the time where Absolutely. people were legitimately right. being discriminated. But that doesn't exist in society anymore. Like you it's not you don't have a less opportunity like nobody's saying that no that black students and indian students and asian students can't apply to any university like that existed at the time that was a legitimate thing they didn't it wasn't that they weren't getting in when they applied it was that they weren't even permitted yeah, to apply that's a great so point. now yeah. that everybody has that equal opportunity to apply make it merit based make it are you the best candidate for this? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Like they've done away with a, like all the fucking barriers, but now they've gone like beyond that. And they've like, they've, they've like put the, the, the barriers in the opposite direction or something like they've really fucked it up. Well, and that's one of the things that has pushed specifically white and Asian students to create these like, effectively college resumes that are undeniable like they have four years of a foreign language and all of these extracurriculars and all of the like club presidents and honor society and all of this other right, stuff because like, you are, have to be better right so now like they are elevating themselves to a point where like you can't 
you cannot deny them because they are so good. And it, it just, it's tipping the scales in like so, so far yeah. off. And it goes to show you thing. just how, how wrong the government was with this policy where it's like, if you coddle people and you bend the rules in their favor, at best, you just produce like worse products, like worse caliber um, candidates. And if you make the if you make the hurdles harder to jump over, well, they're going to like build up those muscles and become better and better candidates if they're if they're motivated to do it. And that's what you see from the fuck like Asians are not going to be stopped. They're just not going to be stopped. They're going to be like doing all kinds of math calculations in their head and playing the violin. And who knows, maybe even parking, uh, parallel parking. Uh, you know, we can dream. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got we got a couple minutes left. Uh, Asians are bad drivers, by the way, in case anybody didn't get that joke. <laughs> you can't be good at everything. I, I just we, we should take a quick victory lap on this um mRNA vaccine paper that came out. Yeah, I'm trying to get that pulled up right quick. Because I you know it's probably dude, it might even be no, it can't be three years because when did they come out with the vaccine? Late 2020? Yeah, it was like uh October, November 2020. Yeah. But they're um I did an episode way back when, maybe two years ago or something like that. And this is probably what got our YouTube channel um, kicked off. For sure, it got us a bunch of strikes. <laughs> um, the The name of the episode is These Are Not Vaccines <laughs> or something like that, where I break down how these are fucking gene therapy products and not vaccines, how they change the definition of vaccines and how these actually function as gene therapy products. Well, lo and behold, a couple of years later, once again, peddling fiction got it right. Uh, now that the pandemic has ended, researchers are urging regulatory agencies to consider the safety issues associated with the rapid approval of COVID-19 vaccines and to correctly classify the messenger RNA vaccines as gene therapy products to prevent pharmaceutical companies from bypassing regulatory standards. God damn it. God damn it. I mean, like normally it feels good to take a victory lap, but it's just like so many fucking people are suffering because of their bullshit. It, it, it's unbelievable. But yeah, so uh, a paper published in Nature on June 22nd, COVID mRNA vaccines by mode and action are gene therapy products and should adhere to different regulatory standards. Uh, blah, 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 blah. This, I mean, this is kind of a longer. I'll link to this in the description. Um, you're probably gonna have to. Can you send me this link though on on Twitter just so I have it? Um, because I I kind of lost where the article was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, got it. I I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this other than just we were right, everybody else was wrong? Like the big thing is, there were a bunch of people who, when this came out, oh, but you're not a scientist. I don't have to be a scientist to look at this and understand. And the difference between a vaccine and a gene therapy with just a basic Google search and, you know, a dictionary. And to see that what this does is not what a vaccination does. It, like they, they can change the terms and definitions of vaccine all they want. This was this was never that. 
and and the longer time went with it and the more evidence we saw of how these things actually reacted to the disease itself to the way the disease changed to the lack of a change of any of these um vaccinations like obviously this is not the thing that it's been sold as yeah yeah i was gonna say it depends on when you get that dictionary because if it was um Written in the last couple of years, the definition of a vaccine is going to be complete bullshit. But I urge you to go back and listen to that episode. It's called These Are Not Vaccines. And I I go through the evidence for why they're not like in excruciating detail. And the whole point of this was like they were using it to get around regulations. Now, I can't remember because it was like two years ago when I went through that. I don't know if I touched on that or not. I probably did a little bit, but it was more just like the actual, like what the actual so-called vaccines were doing uh, inside your body and how that qualified them as gene therapy and not vaccines. I don't really remember whether or not it, like I went into that they were doing this to get around the vaccine regular or the gene therapy regulations versus vaccine regulations. But clearly they, I mean, they just, I don't even know if, you know, since they could just declare an emergency and get around everything. I don't know if that would have made a difference if it was gene therapy or if it was a vaccine, if they say it's an emergency, uh, apparently that's just the, uh, the be all end all of everything. So you declare an emergency and then everything's okay. I mean, at least they're getting it right. They're getting it right on the tail end. and. And you again, like mainstream media is not talking about this at all. They're... Of course not. Yeah. And that's what's so infuriating about it. Even like when the articles come out now, it's like, well, where were you two fucking years ago when I was talking, I got kicked off of YouTube for this. The doctors that did the research that I was basing the episode off of, I'm sure got fucking canceled. You know, it's just they really are the uh, the enemy of the people. And there's yeah, there's no chance for uh, that that the founding fathers would be able to have a, a YouTube channel or that doctors that are speaking the truth can can be on social media and get that message out. And then they claim that they have a consensus after they kick everybody off that disagrees with their just obvious bullshit, obvious bullshit. You don't have to be a fucking scientist or a doctor or a vaccine expert to know that they were just completely full of it. You just have to have like good instincts and then do a little bit of research. So I just kind of shit all over my victory lap, but still got this one right. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can appeal to YouTube again. (laughs) I think it was that episode, wasn't it? It had to be that one. I mean, I probably did like three or four. It was, I think it was a combination. It was that one. And then you had uh, Rechtenwald on talking about the, uh, <laughs> the masks and stuff. And, and it was, yeah. a, it was a combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, Google archipelago. <laughs> Rechtenwald's great. All right. Well, we got a wrap there coming up on an hour and uh, I got to go <laughs> these fucking Italians and their bullshit schedules, man. I forgot to complain about this at the top of the hour. They, I'm telling you, they do they, there's like not well i don't know if there's anything but like around like 8 a.m to 10 a.m because i'm usually sleeping um but from like 12 p.m to 3 p.m you can eat food and then everything closes from 3 to 7 3 to seven thirty. 
nobody's they will not fucking serve you anything like you can drink but you can't eat and then it's from 7 7 30 to 10 you can have dinner and that's it like you have to be on that fucking schedule um if you're in a bigger city maybe you can find like some shitty pizza or something or a sandwich in between those hours if you're in a small town like monte like there's just no bending i, I was like walking around early like thinner and more healthy there maybe like maybe we should implement something like that in the u.s <laughs> yeah, it's like fasting it's like intermittent fasting yeah i mean it's just like great like the first time i got here i'm walking around like 2 30 2 30 in the afternoon I went to like six different fucking restaurants. Like kitchens closed, kitchens closed. Okay, I was like, it's two thirty. It's two thirty. Feed me. I'm not not gonna do it. And then <laughs> the other night, I'm walking around at like nine thirty, nine forty five, ten o'clock. Like at ten o'clock, there's no fucking chance they're gonna seat you. Even though you'll see people that just got their food. I walk by this one place. Like these people had eaten one slice of their pizza wouldn't seat me. I was like, they clearly just got this food within the last six minutes. And they're like, yeah, we can't, uh, we're not going to make you any, like, I forget what they, they said, like they would give us like charcuterie or something, but they wouldn't make us like pasta. Like dude, pasta. I can tell you this for a fucking fact, fresh pasta. It cooks in like 90 seconds. I could bang out a delicious cacio e pepe for you in under two minutes. If I had all the ingredients prepped in the kitchen, the longest thing you have to wait for is the water to boil. It takes almost nothing. Like they could easily do this and they're just being like fucking Italian pricks about it. And I thought the fucking French were lazy when I was over there. Like you could not get an Uber in France to save your life because nobody wants to fucking work. But these goddamn Dagos over here, they, they work six hours a day, but in three hour increments. It's unbelievable. So I've had to adjust my lifestyle because I I don't know. I want to eat dinner at like nine o'clock. Call me crazy. You've gotten used, you've gotten used to that Mexican, uh, that Mexican schedule yeah. where you can just get tacos all day long. Dude, and you know, Mexicans are like, oh, they take their siesta, blah, 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 blah. I, I never, I've never been turned down from a Mexican, like Mexicans work, dude. They're just like, yes, the answer is yes. All the time. Even if they can't do it, they will say yes. The answer here is no, the kitchen's closed. So I've had to really adjust my lifestyle to the, the eating habits here. You have to be at the restaurant between seven and nine, or they're not going to fucking seat you. And, uh, I haven't, I haven't made it out of the place for lunch yet. I ended up drinking till like three, four in the morning, and then I sleep till, till like ten o'clock. That, that's it. Lunch is done by like fucking twelve thirty. It's unbelievable. But uh, so maybe there's a hole in the market here for somebody who's going to be open from, uh, you know, three to seven, and then ten to two. Who doesn't want like to? If you try to do that, there's going to be somebody that comes around with a baseball bat and breaks your knee. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of properties for sale. And I just, every time I see one, I'm just joking. Like they've had it not being able to eat. <laughs> like it's impossible to fucking eat around here. So everybody's leaving. Um, but like, you know, you've been drinking fucking wine all day. You're at the bar. They'll 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 give you booze until whenever. They'll they'll be up until 1 a.m. just giving you fucking drinks. But then there's nothing to eat after that. And like, wouldn't you just want to walk by? my place at two o'clock in the morning, stumbling home drunk and I'm slinging fucking pizzas or pasta or sandwiches or something. 
it's unbelievable the amount of prep I have to do just to make sure I have food here to like, to, I've had to make dinner like a lot, a lot. Um, anyway, yeah, we got to wrap because if I go any longer, I'm going to miss dinner service. <laughs> I have a very small window to make this. So, um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at pedal fiction at Jake camp 1521. Still got that. All right. Yep. Uh, are we going to do an episode Friday? Where the fuck I am I going to be? I think we Friday? should. Be, I don't think there are any more like massive storms going to be rolling through to knock out my power and internet again this week. So we should be good for. Yeah. For, By the way, completely Justin's fault. We didn't have a Friday episode. That's Mother Nature's fault, but yes. Yes. Yeah. But he's in like fucking hillbilly hickland. There's no uh, one tree hits a power line and they're just helpless for a week and a half. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, we should do a Friday episode and maybe a, a Friday night happy hour, which will be very interesting because I'm seven hours ahead of you guys. So I will be uh, three sheets to the wind. It'll be about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And um, I will be meeting you guys for the first time. So should be fun. We will link to everything in the description. And uh, until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.